on the Jacob Beer Show today. I'm so happy to have on Jim Trussell, who is the former head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes, OH. Ohio. And also the um, former president of Youngstown State University um, yep. up until about two months ago. Right. How's your day going? It's going well. You know, it's I've, I've flunked retirement, so I haven't slowed down. I'm, I'm awfully busy. Uh, lots of good things going on here in the state of Ohio and on our campus at Youngstown State and Ohio State's campus and everywhere we can be helpful. But uh, it's all good. Thank you. Appreciate you taking the time to come on since I'm sure you get a lot of requests. Yeah. Well, my first question is, how did you kind of get involved with the sport of football? Um, your dad was a coach. You played quarterback in college, if I'm correct, at a Division three school that your dad was head coach at. How did it kind of involve from being, you know, a college athlete to then getting into the coaching role? Because not everybody who's a good player is a good coach. You know, how did that kind of involve getting into a coaching role? Yeah, that that's kind of interesting. My junior year of high school, when the guidance counselor called me in and they said, what would you like to do in the future? And I, I enjoyed high school. I was I was happy to be doing what I was doing in high school. I was playing football and basketball and baseball and involved in a lot of student activities and never really gave much thought to what do I do when I grow up type thing. And he said, well, you need to start thinking about that because you might, you know, might want to go to college or the military or trades or, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, well, gosh, I'm going to get, have to give that some thought. And he said, well, you know, your math scores are really good. He said, you ought to think about being an engineer. And I said, well, I don't know that much about trains. And so I don't know if I want to be an engineer. And uh, he said, uh, no, not that kind of engineer, not a train engineer, but a a mechanical engineer. And I said, oh, I don't know. That's that, you know, doesn't fire me up, honestly. And and uh, he said, well, start thinking about it. So I did. And, you know, my dad was an educator. He was a football coach and athletic director. And my oldest brother was at the time uh, a graduate assistant coach at Florida State University. And my next brother was just getting ready to to uh, finish his college degree in education. I thought, you know what, maybe education is what I sh should think about doing. And so I did, I majored in education and thought I was gonna teach math and coach high school and live happily ever after. And as fate would have it, I went and got my master's. And while I was at the University of Akron, got hired as a college football coach and never looked back. And then of course you went, you know, you had a journey Ended up going to Youngstown State, um, won quite a bit of divisions or won quite a bit of titles. There are four, if I'm correct, three or four. Yeah, four. Mm -hmm. How did it kind of go after Youngstown State to then being named Ohio State football coach? How did that kind of all happen? They were looking at different people. What was that process like? Well, you know, I, I think it would. I'd be remiss if I didn't say it. I, I spent 11 long years being an assistant coach and trying to learn from some really good head coaches. Uh, I had learned from my father, obviously, growing up, but uh, at the University of Akron, I spent four years as an assistant coach and learned a great deal from Jim Dennison and the other colleagues on the staff. Spent two years at Miami, Coach Tom Reed, a uh, wonderful mentor. Uh, two years at Syracuse uh, with Dick McPherson, wonderful coach that taught me really how to go in at the beginning and build a program because we were we went there together uh, when he took over 
and then with three years with Earl Bruce as an assistant at Ohio State. And, and so those 11 years were very formative. And I wouldn't want any of the listeners or the viewers or whatever to think that you just wake up one day and you're a head coach or you're a head of a company or something. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, work that goes into building the foundation. And and I was very fortunate to get a chance to go to Youngstown State and and compete uh, at the highest level of one double A to see if we could be the champions. And, and, uh, 10 of our 15 years, we were in the playoffs and, uh, six of the years we played for the national championship, won four of them and lost a couple. And, and, uh, so those experiences that those, that 26 years, uh, gave me a lot of experience that I could then go to the interview at Ohio state and say, well, here's my body of work. It's not that I just, you know, uh, and the hot name now or something, because we've won championships. Uh, uh, here's here's what I've learned. Uh, and so really the the conversation during the interview, I always tell young people when they're interviewing for any kind of job is it needs to be conversational. People need to know that, you know, it's not something you read in a book or, you know, something that, uh, you know, is, is uh, kind of uh, theoretic. Uh, it, it's got to be something you know how to do. And so I was able to talk to the people at Ohio State and say, hey, I know how to build a program. I've demonstrated it. Uh, I know how to win uh, at the highest level because we've we've done it. And I'd love to come to Ohio State to see if we could translate that at the next level. And and so I was fortunate that uh, got that opportunity. For sure. And then what was it like? Um, you were there for, if I'm correct, correct me if I'm wrong here, seven and five the first year. Mm-hmm. And then the next year was the big year. What was it like, you know, going in, playing Miami in the national title game, um, beating Michigan? What was that experience like? Well, you know, again, a little bit like the other answer, it, the process that led up to it really was the key. So I learned when I took over at Youngstown State that it's all about building relationships and building sustainable excellence and, and consistency if you're going to be good. Well, we did the same when we went to Ohio State. Granted, our first year was seven and five, but we were building relationships. We were getting to know our players. Our players were getting to know us. We were getting to know the Big Ten. Uh, we were getting to know that level of football. Um, uh, we were recruiting. Uh, we had a fantastic recruiting year. Uh, our first year we got there it wasn't until late January. So our first class was smaller. We saved some scholarships back. Uh, and our second year was incredible. Uh, 25 guys, probably six or seven, ended up first-round draft choices. Uh, it was top one or two recruiting class in the country. And and uh, so you, you pile all those things together, and you have a chance to improve. And probably, uh, Jacob, the key to that 2002 team was that most of the older guys had suffered quite a bit. Our seniors had been six and six, eight and four, lost their coach, new coach came in, seven and five. That's a lot of suffering for a young man at Ohio State. And yeah. uh, and and they were they'd had enough suffering. And they right gonna, now, if you go ten and two or eleven and two, that's bad. Um, right. Right. At a program like IU or Purdue, oh my gosh, you're getting paid twenty million a year the next year for doing that. At Ohio State, that's not acceptable. <laughs> Even despite us, you know, playing Georgia, I was at the Michigan game. You know, it is mm -hmm. a crazy field. We are one of the top five programs every single year and have been. So, yeah. like you said, that's that's 
interesting to hear, you yeah. know, from yourself about that. And that would have been a couple 20 years ago. You know, I can't imagine if we went seven and five this upcoming year, something like that. So, right, right. You know, there's no question. And, and, you know, no matter what you're doing, it's about building a foundation and building a solid, um, uh, I guess, edifice that just continues to maintain excellence. And, and, uh, so sometimes when you start over, you have to start over from the ground floor. And, and uh, you know, what we feel good about is really since that seven and five year in 2001, uh, the Buckeyes, for the most part, have always been one of those top five teams. And we we take a lot of pride in the fact that it was how we built from the foundation. And we've just been able to have it grow and grow and Coach Meyer did a great job. Coach Day's done a great job. Obviously, the expectations are high, but the foundation is built. For sure. And I mean, one thing about Day real quick is, you know, yeah, two years in our losing to Michigan is unacceptable, but his record overall is still mm-hmm. better than Nick Saban's record in his first two years at Alabama or three no years. So, you know, it's not over yet. He, uh, begin Michigan this year, future's yep. really bright. Got a great team and, you know, two good quarterbacks So and some other ones coming. So what would you say is your favorite coach to coach against and then your favorite away venue? I'm going to guess it's probably maybe Happy Valley, just the experience, or, you know, maybe coaching against Joe Paterno. Do you have a favorite coach that you enjoyed coaching against and then away venue? Well, you know, I think coaching against whoever the coach was at Michigan is always fun because, you know, the – importance of the game and the excitement and the buildup it's always the last regular season game and so your goal every year is to be playing your best at the end uh so i think whoever whether it was lloyd carr or or rich rodriguez or brady hoke or whoever it was it was always fun matching up against the wolverines as far as venue i'd say the two that probably are the most fun are uh, wisconsin and penn state um in that, you know, they're so loud and they're so excited. And, and usually when you're Ohio state television wants you to play the night games. So, you know, we get whiteouts and this and that. And, and uh, you know, so uh, you know, those two probably the Michigan big house kind of sits down low and isn't quite as noisy. Uh, It can get very noisy. That's what I've heard. Yeah. It's not quite like Penn state and Wisconsin, uh, but, you know, those would probably be the two that, that I would say. For sure. And then today, of course, which has changed a little bit, you know, renovations, A&M, Kyle Field is a big one that I hear, the way that they rebuilt it when they did their remodel a couple of years ago. Yeah, I've, never been, I've never been to A&M. Kyle Field is insane. <laughs> yeah, It is insane. I watched a video back the other day from when they beat Bama in 2021. And, you know, they didn't have the best team, but I mean, that venue is the reason why they won that nighttime game, their hands down. What it was crazy experience, you know, just listening on even C deck there. You know, the Memorial Stadium at Texas we played at, and that was a fun environment. DKR. Um, what would you say is something that Ohio State should maybe do this year round to beat Michigan? You know, because that's a big question on a lot of people's minds. Um what are your thoughts on that kind of? Well, you know, the thing about um, preparing for that game, and I've had lots of conversations with people about that, in fact, with Coach Day as well, and, and you know, it, it's all about how are you progressing leading up to that game, 
and, and what's your mindset going into the game. And if all you're worrying about is, are you going to win or not? Uh, I think you're looking too far in advance. You know, we talk all the time about you have to win every situation in that game, whether it's the opening kickoff coverage uh, to every single first down play or sudden change or third down play or coming out situation or you name it. You have to stay so focused on the situation that you're in at the moment. And if you'll handle every situation, uh, then you'll have a chance to earn the victory. Interesting. And real quick, I just got to ask, I think they probably had the locker room because they've had it for a while. What was it like playing at Iowa and that pink locker room there? What is that experience like? Yeah, it, it was a little different. Um, you know, they uh, did that for years and years and years with the idea that I think sometimes law enforcement uses that uh, in to de-escalate uh, situations you know, in jails and so forth. And so I think... Uh, you know, their thought, I guess, I don't know for sure, was, you know, maybe get the de-escalation of the uh, mindset of your opponent uh, by being in the uh, pink locker room. But, you know, some people got kind of just carried away with, you know, wanting to put newspaper over it and cover everything up and don't let it affect you. And honestly, uh, you know, we didn't give it much thought. Just went there to play football and get yep. the one and come home. Yep. Interesting. And just a couple other questions I have. Um, what do you have a memorable player that, you know, maybe was one of your favorites to coach? You know, I, I, I never uh, take the bait for that question. I never say who, what was the best victory or who's the best player or who's the best position person, because what happens is I would hear from about 2000 other guys and say, well, I can't believe you didn't say I was. And, you know, so, uh, I was just blessed to have so many guys that cared deeply about Youngstown state or Ohio state uh, that loved the game of football, that were consummate team players, that the team was most important. Uh, and that's why we, you know, we had a chance to play in nine national championship games. We had those kinds of guys that it was about our team becoming the best it could be. And, and uh, I don't, I can't even think of one who didn't think that way. Uh, and then that was the beauty of coaching at those two places. And, and, uh, but uh, Jacob, I'm not going to take your bait and single out anybody. <laughs> that was a question from my dad. So when okay. I told him I was having him on, okay. so I just had to ask it. So I, I respect your answer. A no lot. problem. No problem. Two other questions I just have, cause I don't want to take up too much of your time is um, what would you say with NIL where do you kind of see it headed? When I had on Coach Glanville, he said that it's going to likely hurt high school recruiting because you'll get somebody in the transfer portal um, who has a little bit more experience. Do you kind of think that they'll have that same approach or do you think high school recruiting won't be affected by it as much as some people are predicting? I think anytime you have a major change in, in the rules of engagement, if you will, uh, and there's a major change. Uh, people always transferred but they had to think about sitting out a year, you know, unless there was an unusual situation um, or unless they had already graduated from their prior institution. Um, the whole NIL thing, you know, I think uh, like happens many times, the rich will get richer. Uh, and I, I just saw recently where a, a great player from Georgia went to USC, which, and he was from Georgia, I think, 
And so, it, which tells me that it wasn't because he wanted to be near home. It was probably because, uh, you know, there was a, a financial opportunity or whatever. So it's going to change things. I, I would agree with Coach Glanville in that I think it already has changed high school recruiting. I know a lot of the mid-majors aren't recruiting some of the kids that they used to, and they're waiting to see if they can get some portals to come down from the major schools. So they're holding scholarships. Uh, we have found that that's kind of helped us at Youngstown State. Some of the schools that uh, are some of the players that the MAC used to recruit, um, they're not recruiting now because they're kind of holding out for some portal transfers. And so we've been getting some really good high school recruits that we didn't normally get. Uh, so I think uh, like most things, the dust will settle. People will get used to the rules of engagement. They'll They'll learn lessons uh, as to how to go about selecting the right people. And, uh, but, you know, like Coach Day and I have talked about, it is what it is, you know. Adapt you, to the rules. You have to just, you know, do the rules, do them properly. Uh, still have the same uh, expectations you have for the kind of player you would like. Um, and, and uh, you know, just know that, you know, Ohio State's not going to have the most NIL money, so you might lose some guys. So what? You're going to get some great guys. We're never short on talent at Ohio State. Interesting. And then kind of on the line, I just want to sneak this question, if you don't mind, before I ask uh, for your advice for any athletes. Um, in the past, it's been people have always wondered, would you consider running for political office? Is that something that you'd see yourself doing or probably not? Oh, no. No, that's, yeah. that's not something that I've – Ever no coach Tuberville happening then in Ohio. No, no, no. It, it uh, it's nothing I've ever considered. Uh, uh, you know, I'm an educator. Um, and so the things I'll stay involved with will be, you know, with universities and young people and, and those kinds of things. Appreciate that. And then uh, the last question I have is what advice would you have for an athlete, you know, trying to not just in football, but any sport trying to, you know, get a scholarship or compete at that next level, what advice would you have for somebody who's 14 or 15 in that boat wave? Well, my advice would be is that the greatest value you're going to gain from being a part of athletics isn't a scholarship. Uh, it's it's the values that you learn, the work ethic and the handling adversity and the, and the getting through tough times and uh, learning how to be a teammate. And those things will will take you much further than a scholarship will. Uh, and so my uh, advice would be scholarship is just an outcome. Uh, but the things that you really gain for life uh, will be much different than a scholarship. So don't get all worried about and caught up with, uh, you know, are you going to get a scholarship or, or are you not? I would focus on, am I going to become the best I can be by the things that I learn being a part of, uh, in my mind, the greatest game in the world, which is football in this case. Interesting. Why well, I, I don't want to hold you for any longer. I appreciate you so much for coming on the Jacob Viewer Show today. And go Buckeyes. All right. Go Bucks. Have a good one. Go Boilermakers, I guess, too, though, huh? <laughs> Thanks.